Hey, this is Wednesday 13, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ray Luzier from Corn, and you're checking out Iron City Rocks. Turn that up. Hey, this is John Five, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 335 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 335, we are joined by the fantastic, legendary Paul Schaefer of the world's most dangerous band. Obviously, many of you know him from his work on David Letterman. I personally know him from his work as Artie Fufnell on uh, Spinal Tap. Uh, and has written so many great songs over the years. Uh, he's going to be bringing his band in with uh, one of my personal favorites, Anton Fig, on drums. Uh, they're going to be doing a show on March 31st in Greensburg, Pennsylvania at the Palace Theater. Beautiful venue. Should be an awesome night of music. And as Paul talks about in the interview, some storytelling as well. So we're going to play you a track off of Paul and the World's Most Dangerous Band's new album. This is a track that features, of all people, Bill Murray uh, on vocals as well as Paul. Uh, so we're going to play this for you, get you uh, in the mood for the show. Uh, he's got a new album out now, uh, and this is the lead-off single from that uh, album. So when you get into the track, we're going to go right into the interview with Paul. Hey, Bill. Bill. Hey, Bill Murray. Hey, wait up. Wait up. Let me catch up to you. Hey, Polly. Nice running into you out on the street. Last person I thought I'd ever run into. It's great to see you. Well, great to see you. How you doing? Right now, I'm just loving the way that I'm walking, baby. When life is feeling sweet, it has a certain beat. Everything's groovy when you're walking down Happy Street. Sometimes it might seem dark, same path, same block, same park. But when you light your light, you're walking down Happy Street. When things ain't cool, here's my real simple rule. Why not just change your point of view? And when you know, hey, that's the way I should roll. All you gotta do is just take a step outside. It's so great to be alive. Smiling at those you meet when you're walking down Happy Street. pleasure to welcome to the show the amazing Paul Schaefer. How are you doing this morning, Paul? Amazed to be here with you this morning. Uh, looking forward to coming and visiting. That would be great. You guys are coming in April 2nd, the, the world's most dangerous band. Um, can we talk a little bit about the new album that just just out now about two weeks now or even a week? Um, can we talk a little bit about what got you into the studio at this time in your career? Um, you know, the Letterman show ended almost two years ago, I guess, and I was uh, 
sort of at loose ends. What am I trying to slow down and smell the roses? And, and you know, it was just a bad idea. Right. And I just got a call from uh, from Seymour Stein, the legendary record exec of Sire Records fame, at Madonna, Talking Heads, Katie Lang, I mean, you know, Joey Ramone, on and on. And I'd gotten to know this man over the years of uh, uh, being involved with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction dinners. We became friends, and he said, hey, would you like to get it back into the music business? He knew that I was, you know, I had read a studio musician. Uh, in my earlier days and uh, so it was just you know did I ever jump at the chance and uh, I thought you know what better way to do it than to make use of this wonderful band that I had going uh, five shows a week for all of those 22 years on sure. CBS and some musicians even before that on NBC you know and so I had a nice reunion and we got we got the band back together. People love to say that because it's yeah. uh, a little Blues Brothers-esque. And we got some wonderful guest vocalists to join us. And we sing a little bit ourselves. And it makes a sort of a, um, I don't know, it plays kind of like a live show uh, on audio. Now, did you, were these people that you would talk to in the past, like, for example, Darius Rucker, did you maybe talk to him at some point in your dealings with him on the TV show or uh, did you kind of just make some calls when it was time to put the album together and say hey you know I'm doing something you were on the top of my list how did how did these vocalists kind of get well yes in? I mean basically that yes uh, uh, making the tracks first actually okay um, and then saying who might we get who would be great to sing this and um, why don't we live together? Uh, such a wonderful uh, uh, statement. Why can't we live together? Statement for right now. Uh, Darius is a guy who I have been friendly with since he, you know, since Hootie and the Blowfish have been, have been uh, cut. We sort of introduced them uh, on right. whatever, I think. Uh, you know, and they did it so many times. I sat in with them at Jones Beach once. Uh, I became friendly with them, and he's a sweetheart of a guy. And that that uh, baritone voice of his is, I'm uh, happy to report, totally intact. Yeah. And uh, you know, he was happy to do it for me as a favor. It's, it's a really wonderful favor that these people have done for me. Darius, I'm chief among them. Sure. Now, how hard was it to get everyone in the band back together? I know Anton Fig was just here. It seems like you know, a week or so ago with Joe Bonamassa and it seems like, you know, just in particular him would be a hard guy to nail down. How hard was it to get everyone back in the same place at the same well, time? Well, there's him and there's Will Lee who is also very busy, uh, still uh, you know, one of the last remaining busy studio cats who also right. has a, a an organization called the Fab Foe. I bet they play there too. Uh, Beatles tribute band that he does. Uh, I was able to schedule everybody in for four days at the uh, Electric Lady Studio okay. uh, in Manhattan, playing together, you know, and just enough time, you know, we were we did all, well, we did the whole album really that way in three days. Fourth day, we used it to get started on, you know, uh, vocals and overdubs and things. But, you know, it was just enough time, and luckily everybody was able to, sandwiched me in with this album and then went on their merry way um, so now it's been challenging to get them back together for, the, for this tour too 
And some of them, you know, I've got great, you know how the saying goes, you've got to have somebody that can make it, you've got to have somebody better right. uh, in that spot, you know, uh, which I do. Wonderful musicians. A couple of times, you know, Anton maybe with Joe in Australia. Yeah, you never know. So uh, I, in, in a couple of cases, you know, wonderful New York musicians come out uh, who also, uh, you know, do a bang-up job of singing and playing this show. Sure. Now, um, you know, it's kind of amazing to think when you, you say three days in and then a fourth day to do the overdubs, when you look at what albums used to take well, three we years went ago on to make. From there. I don't mean, we weren't finished. I'm mm -hmm. sorry but to interrupt, but we weren't finished after that fourth day. We then went to a smaller studio. Richard Goddard, my producer, has his own studio. We, and we continued there, uh, do, you know, fixing and mixing, as they say. Right. Uh, so, you know, the process went on, but as far as uh, everyone together playing in the old-fashioned way, mm -hmm. except playing to a computerized thing that we also made in that little studio first. Sure. Uh, a sequence, you know, something to play along to, a nod to the uh, more contemporary way of making records. Uh, you know, so we we have that too. But anyway, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. What were you no. saying? Um, no, that was I was just amazed. You know, the the speed at which bands can do things in the studio nowadays compared to you know early on in your career when you know bands would take over a studio for a month. You know, to make you know just a pre-production would take that long. Um, yeah, part part of it is just the style mm -hmm. and economics. That, you know, dic dictated by economics and how much money was being spent right. back in the day that you're you, to which you're referring you know where you were just spending that much money uh, trying to get a snare sound you know yeah. uh, Mike he's playing the snare drum all day long and trying to get the perfect sound well now of course you know that work has been done recorded can be sampled <laughs> it's uh, yes of course it's amazing yeah, technology certainly made it a different environment. Um, Valerie Simpson of the famous Ashford and Simpson, how did you um, come to work with her in particular? Well, huge fan of hers. Not only, you know, uh, she's not that, she's a couple of years older than I am, but, you know, enough that when I, I was still in school and she was in Motown with her late husband writing a, a, a nothing but, but like the real thing, baby, and, uh, uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough so many of my favorites and then she her solo album came out when I was in college and the way she played gospel piano I was just enraptured by her and then you know a few years later I was in New York myself doing studio work and jingle you know write, arranging a jingle for a product that may ne never have seen the light of day Dermassage right and she came in to sing <clears throat> Uh, on this uh, commercial about how you can soothe a little bit of dermassage on, and I and I'm saying that the great Valerie Simpson, oh my God, and so much soul came out of her when she said soothe that dermassage. You know, I was saying Valerie, cool it. It's just a, you know. Anyway, we hit it off. Uh, we had the same sense of humor, and she could see how how in awe I was of of her and, and uh, we became friends I've done a number of things with her over the years of play, uh, appeared on a Disney special uh, w w with her and her husband who was alive at that time and, and Nick Ashford and then um, she sang on an album that I made in 89 Close to Coast she sang a wonderful 
vocal on one of her songs mm -hmm. on that album, and here she is singing one of her songs again. Uh, this time, she does it with Felice, though, from my band. Right. I, I introduced those two chicks. They became friends. Uh, she's got her own club that she's had on the Upper West Side for years, Sugar Bar. Thursday nights there are a madhouse, you know, and uh, we've hung out together over the years. And it's sweet of her not only to sing on the record, but come on this tour. She's my special guest. She will come out and do a, a wonderful set of her own music in the midst of my set. Awesome. So what could be, you know, and, and, and teach us all the meaning of soul while she's at it. What could be better? Now, on the, in the live show, you're going to be hitting a new album, I would assume, pretty hard, most of the tracks. Well, um, we're going to be doing the tracks that work mm -hmm. uh, for us live. I don't think anybody else could do what Shaggy does yeah. on the album, on uh, on Cast Your Faith to the Wind. So, no, I don't think we'll try a song like that, you know. Um, but other songs we will, and of course the ones that we ourselves sing. A lot of people are, are relating to um, this uh, the version that I have done of the Georgie Fame classic from the 60s yeah yeah mm -hmm. um, certainly going to be doing that one um, and Valerie will be there to do the, her track on the album and stuff you know uh, but I don't think you have to do you know we're going to be doing our own thing too and our I'll be telling stories about oh you know over the years collected so many about about many of the greats that that influenced me that I got to meet and work with and uh, you know um uh, We'll be doing our tributes to Michael Jackson and stuff, you know, that we have always done because it just was a natural sure. way that we went in trying to figure out, you know, what to do for an audience. It sounds like an amazing evening. Um, Paul, I'd be remiss not to ask you, um, Artie Fufkin of Polymer Record fame. Um, how did you Thank get? Thank you for bringing up one of my hits. Yes. How did you? How did you get involved in the picture? And did you see at the time that that picture would, you know, have the legs that it still has to this day in rock? Certainly not. No, uh, didn't. Wouldn't have seen that. Got involved in it because of friendship. Mm -hmm. Barry, I'm very. I'm a very close friend of Harry Shearer, who was a bass player in the Spinal Tap band mm -hmm. and. Even before I met Harry, I knew Chris Guest. He and I worked together uh, with Bill Murray, as a matter of fact, on stuff uh, for the National Lampoon Radio Hour, 1974. Anyway, Harry thought of me for a part in Spinal Tap, the promo man. And basically, he sold the, other, the others on me and gave me this shot to play a role in it. And I went to California on a weekend Letterman show had just started did two days of work on it uh, and would I have ever thought no I don't know I mean it was so well done you know the guys are so observant and they're so funny and they made something that the people you know who were doing it there were actual rock bands related to it and some said you know it's, it's so real it's not that funny whatever it was uh, people still relate to it and I was asked to do uh, recently uh, recreate my character Artie Fufkin for a little funnier die sketch which which I did do in honor of uh, the release of this record it's as if uh, Artie Fufkin's still in the business and I have come back you know and I'm promoting my record with him and my daughter uh, the lovely Victoria Schaefer 24 years old soon appears in it as a sort of a fan girl who gets confused <laughs> 
That's all I want to say. Awesome. About awesome. that, but yeah, you know, I love to talk about the the, the film. Yeah, it's one of those things where my daughter's you know, right. it, it was such a, it kind of captured lightning in a bottle there. I think the entire film, you know, it's one of those things where you first you look at it and it's like, it was a funny movie the first time you watched it, and then over the years it seems like the more and more you watch it, you know, the funnier it is, and you realize that you know you've seen things, you know, being involved with the business that you know actually even get any even funnier, you know. So it's always interesting when you see a major rock star say that they don't get the movie. You know, that always kind of. Uh, Say, say some some mega rocker said they don't get it. I never heard that. Yeah, but, uh, it's interesting. Uh, maybe you have to be of a certain vintage. I mean, this was rock and roll. Uh, you know, arena rock in its early days, sort of. This isn't what this band was supposed to be. Right. Um, would Car- Katy Perry? Uh, well, she may have gotten lost in the basement. You know, yeah. in Cleveland. I think uh, everyone's got lost to on that the way. anyway. Everyone's yeah. got lost on the way to the stage. Well, Paul, I, I don't want to keep mm-hmm. you again. You're, you're going to be coming in April 2nd to do the Palace in uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Beautiful venue, a great theater setting, and I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic evening. So I want to thank you so much. Can't wait. I hope you come out. I'm looking forward to getting in front of a real live audience and, and entertaining them. And, you know, I feel that's. That is the true show business, and that's what I'm excited about. So I can't wait to see everybody there. Uh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks, all. Bye-bye. All Thanks. Corn live in concert, bringing you music from their new album, The Serenity of Suffering, plus all the face-melting hits, rock legends in an intimate setting. May 10th, Stage AE Outdoors. With special guests, animals as leaders, and dead. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or the Stage AE box office. Brought to you by Pomo West North Shore. Corn. Again, a big thanks to Paul Schaefer from the World's Most Dangerous Band uh, for coming on the show. Uh, the new album is out now. It's called Paul Schaefer and the World's Most Dangerous Band. Uh, and they're going to be doing a show, as I mentioned, March 31st. Greensburg, Pennsylvania at the Palace Theater so I want to get out and check that out that's this weekend coming up as you're listening to this so hope you enjoy that and hope you interviewed or enjoyed the interview with Paul uh, Paul, so many uh, things in music, it's unbelievable uh, played with the Honey Drippers as I mentioned, was in Spinal Tap have written uh, some fantastic music and has literally jammed with everybody on earth so uh, just great to have such a legend on the show so I hope you enjoyed it until next time you can visit us at ironcityrocks.com Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram are all forward slash ironcityrocks you can get a hold of us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com or you can use the contact us link on our homepage and until next time we thank you for listening <laughs>